Hey, hi, hello. How are y'all on this beautiful, beautiful Monday? Um, it's currently Sunday while recording, but you know, I still gotta ask. So, so much has happened since I last recorded. I mean, I got baptized and delivered from a few things I did not expect to be delivered from. I attended my first ever conference in Florida, which I, first of all, it was Orlando, Florida, which I've never been to before, and it was beautiful. Now, I mean, you could feel the energy of darkness in certain areas, but you know, that's not a problem for a child of God, because we could reclaim it as guys, okay? Okay. First and foremost, I wanted to explain my experience, but also tell my very own testimony. Now, for those who wanted to hear about the um, baptism, deliverance, the sermon, the conference, all of that good stuff, that's going to be towards the beginning of the video. If you wanted to hear about my testimony, my own personal testimony that's gonna be towards the end of the video this not video episode this episode is gonna be a little lengthy but it's okay because i'm dropping another episode right after i record this it's gonna be called god's grace it's gonna talk about grace and um that's gonna go back to our regular scheduled um anywhere from 10 15 20 30 minute type episode but this just happens to take a little longer so leading up to the conference in around 2018, late 2018, I found Brother Works on YouTube and I started watching his videos and I, I could see the, I could feel it. I could see the anointing in his, in him and everything. No glory to him, all glory to God. But you know, you could, you could just tell when somebody's anointed. So I was like, wow, wow. You know what? I would love to be baptized by him. And <laughs> crazy, crazy thing is I actually ended up getting baptized by him in, um, actually on January 26th. 2020 804 p.m and that that my friends is wow okay so anyway um so i got my sister and my cousin's dad to go with me i invited a couple of people but you know not everybody's schedule was ready for an abrupt um like two one week away going to florida type thing so okay it's like a 10 it was a 10 hour trip for us because we drove so we um we were, everybody there was called to do a three-day fast now i'm going to speak right before i speak on to my testimony i'm going to um speak about a new a new found appreciation and importance of fasting and worshiping because wow okay so um, we get to Orlando, it's beautiful, and we get there a day early, so, you know, so we can rest and everything, so we go to the hotel, you know, that the place, the conference is gonna be at, to see if, you know, we wanted to check in, um, they didn't want to check in there, so that's fine, so we started, um, we, um, slept somewhere else, in a different hotel, and come the day of, come the day of, you know, um, we had to go some other places. Like she wanted, um, I think my sister wanted to go to downtown Disney or whatever. Um, I went to the Lego area. That was cool. Um, but we had to cut everything short because the conference started at 1 p.m. So, okay, cool. Now we're on our way. We get there a little bit early, like per usual. That's how everyone wants to be. You know, you want to get there early. And I'm like, I'm, I could cry. I I'm, I didn't, but I could have cried. I could have screamed on how excited I was for everything, for all of this. Like, yo, I'm getting baptized. That's literally all I could think about. All I could think about since the second I woke up. Actually, the crazy thing is the dream I had um, that day, um, 
the enemy was really trying to like put me back into a like a covenant with somebody I had a soul tie with. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, not today, not today. Literally not today, Satan. So, okay, so we're at the hotel. Everybody else is there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can see by the works. I get to see his beautiful wife, Lioness. I'm like, yes, I'm loving every everything about it. So we get in there. And it's about like 20 to, excuse me. It's like 8.52 p.m. And I've, I've tried recording all day today. And it's, it's just, it's, it's not been working. So bear with me if I yawn. So what happened was it was like 20 to 30 minutes of him talking and introducing some things and just speaking on some things that need to be said. So then we go into worship. Worship was, first of all, all the songs, all the song choices were like, really good ones because I felt all of them I don't know if it's because I was I was so excited for that day I don't know but everything I felt and it got to the point I was I was tearing up I was tearing up in worship um and some lady tapped on my shoulder handed me a Kleenex and I'm like oh this is this is so nice I'm not used to this so I was like, oh my goodness, this is so nice. So the the worship actually ended up going on for three hours. Now, while you're in that three hours, it, it didn't, okay, it somewhat felt like three hours. But once you actually look back at it, it felt like an hour, barely even an hour. Now, I don't know what song, what song I was listening to before they started going into the deliverance. Um, portion of it, I thought we was gonna jump into the, you know, I, was, I thought we was gonna jump into the sermon, and then before the baptism, the deliverance was gonna happen. Like, mind you, this is all uncharted territory to me. Like, I didn't know anything about this. So I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't know when the lights dimmed down. They just dimmed down like out of nowhere, but like I didn't see it happen. I didn't hear him say anything. I just I started hearing people manifest, and I was like oh this is real like it's really happening this is game time you know I heard where I was I was um in the middle of the left side and I heard somebody to the back of me to the right start manifesting but you could tell it's not there like it didn't sound like a human's voice and I was like oh this is real like I knew it was real but like you could hear the demons screaming I'm like oh okay and then other people start um manifesting in different ways I actually think the um that almost made me tear up is a lady she was manifesting and she was saying thank you Jesus as the demon the, the demon was screaming and I was like wow even even while you're screaming that was that was that was amazing so I'm like I'm I'm just like, yo, you know, no, something, no, nothing's happening to me. I'm still kind of, you know, just sitting here. I'm aware and everything. And then um, he was just reminding people, you know, don't focus on anybody else's, um, what's going on with them. You have to focus on yourself, surrender yourself, put your face to the floor. Now, he didn't mean that literally, but he meant humble yourself, surrender yourself, get with God. And then he was saying, don't be so focused on somebody else that you miss this experience. So I was like, you know what? He's right. I need to focus, right? Focus, 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 focus. And then the next thing he said hit me like like God told him what to say. And I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And it just made me look at it. It, it just, I felt like a great sex, sense of conviction. Nothing happened yet. And then the thing after that, when I tell you what he said next, it it made me 
like it, it felt like a hand had grabbed my face forward like not painfully but yanked my head forward and like squished like like swirled my face right and I couldn't stop crying this was not a normal cry like there was an overwhelming amount of emotions that just poured out and then stopped pouring out like first of all by the end of all of this like towards the end of the night towards around 12 o'clock my eyes were bloodshot red still still I was crying that hard so what happens is he says something and I start like bawling out crying and this is like a supernatural thing happening you, you I could feel it okay this is not normal this does not normally happen to me and I'm a cry baby at times so like I know I know okay so after I want to say maybe five minutes of me just non-stop crying I start to feel my lips it's like the best way to describe it is my lips started to it's like a blissful pins and needles type feel. okay okay so you know how superheroes who can hold fire and like can shoot fire from their body they they're obviously immune to the fire but i bet you anything they can feel when the fire is on them it's not going to feel like fire to them so that's the best way to describe it so it starts on my lips then like it's my entire head not my face but my entire head to my neck bone and both of my hands up to the wrist and I was like looking at it but my eyes were closed but I could see and I was like oh my what what is this and I just started saying thank you because I don't know what this is but I've never felt this before and it, it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't real it was surreal like this was supernatural I felt the Holy Spirit's presence and I'm like oh my goodness um and then he said one more thing and then it started to make me cry even harder and I I couldn't stop and then I want to say towards the um towards the end of the deliverance I started hearing people saying thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus well first and foremost let me let me actually um say that I couldn't open my eyes for real like I really could not open my eyes I tried and I could barely see and not just that but like I wasn't allowed to and I also you know they gave us trash bags for people to throw up and I didn't know I didn't know like I, I heard the people throw up but I, like, I didn't know if that was everybody so I had expected myself to throw up but I did cheat on my fast I'm not going to I did cheat I had applesauce the first day I sucked on a Ritz cracker I had two bagels the next day and a yogurt on the third day but I've never done a three-day fast where it was just water and my body was not ready and I was really weak and I, my, I let my flesh I let my flesh win and that was not okay but the thing is so I, I didn't throw up but I, I asked them and they said not everybody throws up not everybody throws up. So I was trying to force myself to burp and everything because I thought, excuse me, I thought I could like, you know, like help my body get it out. And I was like, <laughs> I was doing it because he was like, you got to breathe out, you know, and everything. So I was like, <laughs> and nothing was happening other than me like crying like crazy. So when they're starting to say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and everything because there's people going around on the sides praying over the people who are getting delivered and praying that it works and like I, I couldn't hear much and I started trying to copy what they were saying because I didn't know what to say so I was like God I need you to speak through me speak for me because I don't know what I'm supposed to say in this moment and I started speaking words that I those aren't my words but they were coming out of my mouth and it was my voice and it was like okay um, you got the will you got the will God so 
when the praise was happening towards the end of the deliverance, I got scared because I was like, I don't want to still be uncontrollably crying while, you know, you're trying to preach a sermon. So I'm like, oh, goodness. Okay, let me do what they're doing. So I put my hands up. I put my hands up because mind you, I'm on my knees. I, I usually wear a head wrap. So I balanced my forehead on the edge of the chair, but it's not my forehead. It's the head wrap. So I put my hands up to go into praise and I felt my hands fighting me to not put my hands straight like my hands the reason my hands were shaking is because they wanted to go into a fist and I wouldn't allow them and I was like what is this and then after that like right as the transition from the deliverance to um going into the sermon and explaining what was happening I had not normal pins and needles in my feet like it it didn't hurt but it, it felt like electricity, okay? So when I stood on my feet, I felt a surge of energy like just go straight up my legs. And if I were to balance on the side of my feet, I felt it on the side of my legs. If I felt it on the top of my, um, if I were on like my tippy toes or whatever, not my tippy toes, but like the front part of your feet, I could feel it all the way up. Like it comes up to like my hip bone, but in the front of my legs. And like if I were to like rotate my feet in any which way I leaned on, it would go up my legs. And I was like, what? I had to take my shoes off. I had to take my shoes off and hold my feet. I didn't know what was happening. And then the sermon, the sermon was so good. It was about the mystery of the yoke. And um, I can actually make a little video on that to, um, to put onto YouTube to further explain the mystery of the yoke. But a yoke is designed to have control over you. And in the Bible, it speaks about... Um, Physically, it speaks about yokes of iron and wood, but you have to understand that the Bible, you got to apply it to the physical and the spiritual. So a, a bondage spiritually, you know, like some, a, a, that's why he tells us to be equally yoked with people because you don't want to have like a friend who's on to, yeah, the universe tells me to do this, 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 and this, and this. And you know, you're praying to God, right? So like y'all aren't going to be edifying one another. You're, you're not because y'all are going in two different directions, if you understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, he was um just pointing out like in the book of the act, in the book of Acts, you know, they were sent out in pairs of two, you know, being yoked, equally yoked and everything. And you know how like we're, um, constantly throughout the bible were compared to different types of animals um not compared but referred to referred as and i didn't know that we referred as oxens so um i forgot what verses verse it is but it tells us um when jesus tells us to um, follow him pick up our cross and carry our cross and follow him right so the oxen when they are plowing the field the um the yoke which is the um piece of wood that goes across the back of their necks and the chain usually connects it there's another piece of wood i don't know what it's called but that's the thing that goes in the dirt and breaks it up that's when you have two oxens coming your way it looks like they're literally carrying a cross so there's a lot of agricultural terms in the bible sowing reaping fruits of labor vines um it's not coming to mind right now. It's really, I'm really tired, but you know, that's no excuse, but I'm saying, so like, that's just what that sermon was about. And it, that was amazing. And then, and then he was just like, towards the end, he was like, what was it? What was it? What was it? He was like, okay, so the hotel, they're probably not going to let us go. 
um, and do the baptisms here. So if need be, we will rent a not rent a room buy um book a room and we can baptize out of an, another pool and instantly somebody shot up and if this boy ever hears this thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much so a boy well a man actually a man jumped up and he was like i have a pool in my backyard and he really meant down the street like he was in this gate and a oh, beautiful gated community home um area so we go there and when I tell you, I felt like I got baptized in Rome. Like, there was pillars, the lights, the the, oh, the pool. The scenery of it all was so beautiful. Like, I don't know how to... It, it, I'm just so glad. And this... You know what? I actually woke up that day expecting... And for, like, a few weeks, I was expecting... <sighs> excuse me. To get baptized in a hotel walk pool which is there's nothing wrong with that but I ended up getting baptized in something so much better and I can never forget it it was I'm getting chills just thinking about it it's it was oh I'm so thankful I'm so thankful but um so it's probably like eight people at max that are gonna get baptized and I have to change and so there's a bunch of girls, you know, we're changing and I hear Lioness and that is Brother Work's um, wife and she's near the other girl and that's in the stall next woman. I keep referring to women as girls. I need to get out of that habit. But she's next to the other woman, the next woman besides me. And she was just telling him when you get in that water, you need to focus. This is your time with Jesus, this is this is you and him. This is you and him. Don't let anything else cloud your mind. Just just focus on him and the fire. Focus on him and the fire. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to her, listen to her, listen to all of this and everything, right? So then 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 out we go outside and I'm like, ooh, ooh, it's happening. It's ready to happen. So I got me a little mini towel and I put it in they actually brought um somebody had brought um one of the boy, one of the men getting baptized, his dad was a pastor, and they had a bunch of towels in their car, I guess, and they had brought it out for us. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. So I put mine in there, and whatever towel they are going to give me, I was going to be perfectly fine. I was going to be first in line, but I said no, because I need to focus. And I'm like, I was just so jittery. Like, one, first and foremost, it was 50, I want to say like either from between 52 to 58 degrees outside, nighttime, cold water. Um, I'm anemic. I, I, that's, that's all that I could think of in the moment. So I was like, I'm not ready, not ready, not ready, not ready, right? So two people went before me and I was the third person. And as, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think they started saying um, hallelujah, um, to the great I am for me but right before I walked in they started singing and I can't get it out my head like it's that song is forever going to be in my head and it was it's so beautiful I'm gonna play it and the earth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord, died, and rose from the dead for you? Yes. Are you ready to fight sin like a plague? Yes. Deny yourself? Yes. Pick up your cross? Yes. Plow the field? Yes. Call on his name. Jesus Christ! Call on his name. Jesus Christ! I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that name is Jesus Christ. Jesus' name. So, before I get into me, um, Brother Works was telling us all about, um, you know, after you're baptized, um, if you keep pursuing God soon, uh, you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit and in fire. So then he started telling us how the, that actually happens, that's going to happen to the world. You know, it was baptized by water with the flood. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit came and then fire is going to end the world. Right. So, you know, that was just what he was saying in the first hand. Now, I want to I actually should have said it before I actually played the audio. But um, if anybody knows someone knows me they're gonna say that I'm a very soft-spoken person but if you really know me you know that's quite the opposite but it's because I speak so much internally into my head into myself that when I speak to other people um, it's like I'm speaking with headphones and that's basically how it is so I don't want to project my voice too much but when I'm comfortable I'm super I'm you know there's some bass in my voice I, I get loud there's no there's no issue with that but if I ever try to force myself to to get loud my voice might crack sometimes and sometimes I feel like my um vocal cords just don't allow certain things especially with singing so when I was saying his name I was expecting my voice to crack and I don't know if you heard it but um some people were like wow ooh, ooh. like I'm a tiny I'm a tiny person but I got a lot of love for God I got a lot of love for Jesus and it's unapologetic like like I don't care who that offends, and it shouldn't really offend anybody, to be honest. But it's it's crazy. It does. You mentioned Jesus, and it offends people. But it's it's okay. It's okay. So after the baptism, I get out the wall. Well, actually, when I go under, I feel a hug. Like it's it's a quick hug because you know I'm up out the water real quick. But I I feel like a quick hug. I'm like, ooh, ooh. I'm like I'm starting to get fired up, right? I get out the water and I'm not cold. I'm anemic. Like, I'm cold right now. And I, anything that's under 72 degrees is freezing to me. I, I don't know how, but everybody else that got out the water that I spoke to said that they weren't cold either. And then, you know, some people were like, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. So I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so that was that was really good. And we all ended up breaking our fast with... um a really nice Brazilian place buffet and they ended um God ended up paying for everybody's meal you know it was 15 um um per person but still you know that's really nice you know a lot of people had to um go back home on planes trains cars down the street you know some people were from Florida but yeah it was really nice and I'm um I'm going to another one in April in Georgia so Lord willing you know, I've already signed up, but if things are come up. Anyway, so the thing is, the thing is, the thing is. Okay, so, mind you, I've already said I brought my sister there. So, I'm in the car with my sister and my cousin's dad. So, we're on our way back. And I go to sleep. 
and I get three hours of sleep and my sister wakes me up. Mind you, when I fell asleep, she was driving. When I wake up, she's in the passenger seat and she's saying her hands are still shaking. When I, when she woke me up, she woke me up out of a dream I haven't had in a few months. And this dream was, um, in my dream, I'm able to get a video or a picture or some type of information where I'm able to expose demons and that they're real and I'm able to prove to everybody on this planet that God is real and I, I expose all the deceptions that people could finally see through all the lies and deception that they've learned since child child times like it was just utterly amazing and then I'm so clumsy in my dream and I drop my phone and a demon's hand comes from under the door and what it does is it snatches my phone and then I'm like tackled to the bed I, I think but like I'm like I'm at the bed and I can't move and it's just like we'll give you your phone back if you admit um, we're not real to everybody and of course I don't admit it so I'm just like stuck in my dream until my sister wakes me up and you know she's like look 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 my hands they're still shaky so I I took it as though she, her she thought no I took it as though she was trying to tell me my hands are still shaking from the conference and I was like why would you wake me up for that three hours so I try to go back to sleep mind you beforehand I had fell asleep blasting gospel music I wake up and you know to see those hands and I'm trying I put my headphones back in and I start to slip back and sleep and through my headphones through my semi-sleep I hear this deep growl sound like <sighs> like but like like super deep like super 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 deep and it didn't sound like my sister so i take out my headphone and mind you i'm in the back seat i roll over and i'm like yo what what is going on what what is going on i look and i see this translucent green gray color coming out and down from her mouth her head is shaking her hands are shaking and i'm like oh hold on hold on hold on hold on what is this what is this like and i'm looking for um my cousin's dad and i can't find him he's not in the front seat so i'm just like where, where what state are we in why is it daylight why are you what's going why are you manifesting i thought you know i've never this is all uncharted territory so i thought i thought it was over right no 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 <sighs> excuse me so we go to um waffle house later like maybe like probably 40 50 minutes after that and we're starting to make jokes about it so when i find when we finally get home she comes into my room she changes she gets in my bed i have to do laundry take a shower clean my room i open up my package for my new podcast equipment that i'm like really excited about but um so that starts happening and I also have to take care of this puppy for my best friend and so I was just so busy and I was still taking in everything that had just happened right but I'm so tired but I can't sleep I can't <sighs> forgive me for the yawns I am I apologize but I couldn't do anything I wanted to do because my sister was in my room there's nothing wrong with that but I, I can't do certain things when people are around me I like to be alone when I do certain things so I was like okay so when it finally came time where I was ready to go to sleep my sister came in my room 
and she was like, let's do this prayer. So I was like, okay, we did it over my mom. We did we did it over our mom, her dad, my dad, um, my brother, my cousins, and then like really close friends. And that probably, we were probably into it for like 40 minutes to an hour. And when we got over my best friend, she started manifesting. And cause I was like, yo, why'd you stop praying? And I look over, her mouth is like locked open. Like, oh, like it's, it's just open. And I'm like, yo, no, not again. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, it wasn't irritating, but I'm like, I don't know what to do, right? So I'm just looking at her. I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Her head starts shaking. I'm like, uh, something comes over me. Like, like Jesus took the wheel with this one. Like, a, like a huge, a man's sense of authority came out of my very womanly mouth, and. It shocked me. Now, I'm still getting my voice back. This happened two days after the 26th, that was the 28th. Oh, my goodness. My voice was gone after this for the longest time. Not the longest time, but still, still, like, a, a while. So, I started commanding um, them to tell me what their name was to come up and out, up and out. It's like Angie's name. And like, I, my hand started doing things. Like, I, I put my hand over her belly and I started moving it upwards and using another. Like, I once have done that before. I didn't know how to do any of this, right? So, I was like, yo, what's like, like, I'm in the back of my head, like, just like, what is going on? And then something else, it's still me doing all of this just like so confidently so that probably lasts around two hours now my cousin she actually comes over and she comes in my room and she knows what's going on mind you she knows what's going on she still comes in my room so I'm like all right she wants to see it I get a little bit distracted but then I get back into it I've never seen the movie um The Exorcist right I'm not really a good with scary movies they they actually scare me because I know they're not real but my um my mind will tell me that they're real so I'll, I'll try to go to sleep and then something will tell me there's a demon over your face that it us said demon that like I, you know hold on that um I had just watched right and it's, it's it just doesn't work well with me so I don't watch scary movies and I don't respect the people that don't respect that. People like me exist in this world, and we, we don't want to watch scary movies, okay? We can't handle them. So, a plus, 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 you also don't want to watch them because you're inviting demons into your home. By the way, by the way, by the way, just letting you know. Um, sorry, that was really more towards aimed at my cousin. Um, what was it? So, yeah, so that's happening and everything. And my sister decides to manifest again again okay so when I tell you she was on her back on my bed arms out body fit um body shaped like a cross right oh my goodness I wish I could add up these yawns out like this is not okay I do apologize so much it's supposed to be such a professional podcast but I already recorded this and I didn't like it so you know here we are um her leg one leg was like propped up the other one was like straight down but her toes were curled her chin was facing the sky and her face was purple and she was screaming and it was not her scream and not gonna lie that that shook me to my core 
that all of this was happening. This was in my room. Out of every room in my house, it had to be in my room, on my bed. So I have that image in my head, like, permanently. Permanently, it's in my head. But um, that was the second day after. And really, I've just been able to um, hear God's voice a lot clearer in the sense of, like, he'll just hand me revelations like throughout the day and maybe i he gave them to me before but now i i, I can understand oh that, that oh that's so nice and I, I start to write them down and everything and it's really nice to write your revelations down but um yeah that's pretty much um so far what's happened from after the baptism like right now i'm currently at my sister's house so we're going to do a spiritual cleansing in the house and you know declare that this is the lord's house all the demons you gotta get gotta go gotta go so um yeah i'm gonna do it to my house when i get back but now we're gonna get into the um no, no no fasting fasting and the worshiping before i get into the um testimony so i have a new appreciation and understanding of the importance of worshiping and fasting worshiping actually can cast demons out so i just want you to think real quick for just just for a second how many demons are you putting inside of you by listening to music now it's odd that i kind of knew this the beginning of 2019 I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into my testimony, testimony. but mm, mm, that's that's amazing. Worshiping is is so amazing. You can feel the Holy Spirit's presence. You can make Satan go bye bye with worship. Like it's just, wow. Anyway, fasting when you have strong spirits and you're dealing with them, something's deliverance cannot cast out you have to fast and when you have those certain spirits fasting is going to be arsenic to your flesh like your flesh will not but see the thing is if you're walking in the spirit your flesh has no no choice but to walk with your spirit so you just have to um work on discipline really and just understand the importance of fasting i've i've said it but it's more it's more to it than just saying you have to do it as well and it's this showed me and you know what I've been doing since then is just it's the second right now you know a lot a lot has happened since the 26th and um I'm so grateful and thankful for everything oh my goodness that has happened in my life I again I'm sorry I apologize for these yawns it's 9 22 bedtime's coming up but like a grandma but testimony so my life all my life I have dealt with clinical depression and ADHD and that's just I'm gonna start there and I want to tell you that masturbation started off very very early for me because I was touched as a child by people in my family and men of people that are not in my family and that sexual perverted door was open so porn entered my life I want to say my third grade I didn't really do anything with porn until fifth grade but I was more so learning trying to figure out what sex was itself and then I saw videos and then it instantly like instantly took me but masturbation I dealt with that for a very long time very very long time so 
in sixth grade, I was removed from my mom. And I was in place in foster care because I missed a certain amount of days. But during that time, you couldn't just remove a child from school and place them into uh, homeschooling. Even though you paid for it, you had to do a whole bunch more. Now, you can just write a letter and you can pull your child out and that's all fine. But they didn't have that when I wanted to do it. And um, what they were doing then were a lot of um, a lot of social workers were actually getting busted because what they were doing was if they have any legal grounds to take a child, they're going to take the child and try to keep them in foster care until they're 18 because they can get checks and coins off of you. And that's what they were trying to do with me. And my mom didn't have it like that. So it was very hard to come across a good lawyer they they give you a state appointed lawyer and that lawyer literally did nothing i remember i was only allowed in one of the um courtrooms to actually here at the rest of them i had to stand out there and the day i was snatched it was like just it was like not one of the worst days but it was a really bad day they 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 watched me as though I was going to like flip or hurt myself when they told me you're going to be living with somebody else and I just sat in the room and they just watched me and I like I I did want to hurt them because like why are you watching somebody in this time like move go somewhere and so my first foster mom I truly believe that I was like a check to her she she I'm not going to speak too much into that, but I was taught to not love my mom, not show emotions to her, don't cry when you leave. Like, they literally told us me and my mom could not cry when we um said goodbye, and I wasn't able to call her unless they allowed me to so it wasn't daily I didn't I didn't get to call her daily I didn't get to see her daily I didn't get to see her when I was going through it what I did is like weekly maybe if she was able because what they did is they chose a location that was so far away from my mom and she didn't have a car at that time and my mom doesn't drive on highways and they knew this and she told them this and they chose this location and my mom had to take a bus my mom had to take this long two hour bus to see me and at that time I didn't see her sacrifices that she was doing everything in her power to see me and I was trying to do everything in my power to make a social media account so I could I could speak to her and they were telling us that like if my mom would say something the first of all when we had visits they were always monitored that like we never had any alone time I couldn't I couldn't express to her how I felt at the time because then we're being dependent on each other and we had to actually go to classes to learn how to be undependent on each other and I'm just like y'all are sick y'all are so sick but anyway in that time period um masturbation and porn like took hard upon my life like that was my stress reliever and I just know if I would have been handed a bible in foster care I would have been a problem like an actual problem to the enemy and so after I'm in this one they placed me into some group home and anytime I tell somebody about it it actually I realized that we were lab rats like there was motion detectors so when you slept and you moved the motion detector goes and then they check you and then they, they ask you and they assess you why are you moving and every week we would go to this that, there was some lady and we had a um 
everyone had to be on medication and you had to tell them you know what's up with the medication is it working well you know what's the symptoms and if it wasn't working for you you tried a new one and we were really testing out the medication and I was the oldest one there I was I turned I was 11 turning 12 there I got my period there I was the oldest girl there nobody was older than me and we all had to get um shots for um STDs and if you I, just, how I'm looking at it is like we none of us were sexually active with any other people and it was grown adults so I'm just looking at it like that if you know what I mean so I'm not even gonna get into how sick that place was we're going to skip into my second foster home I now have two parents foster mom foster um dad he touched me and that furthered just my freezing up when it comes to men touching me like there's like a fight or flight thing but I froze anytime a man would touch me I froze and I want to say truly like like I'm just saying like the more in like the farther I go in the years the more the porn increases and I started reading I, I've been reading since sixth grade but it was like to the point where I wanted to do it all day every day and it was just like it, it was starting to become a problem you know like I was really addicted to it and I was I'm not even gonna answer that so I finally am placed back home with my mom in ninth grade and honestly our communication skills to this day are not good because of this like they they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish and you know we're still working on it but um honestly I walked into high school wanting to find my high school love and I found that in the summer going into 10th grade and I was so focused on finding love I didn't look at him and what he had just got out of and his issues so when I allowed us to become intimate when I allowed us to become intimate the day after I lost my virginity I had sleep paralysis for the first time ever and I've and I had um probably for like a week I had dreams about demons attacking me and that was only after I had lost my virginity and Mm, man well not virginity but in the sense of I chose the person because I have been touched so with this I abused I fornicated like, like it was non-stop and all I could talk about to people was sex 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 and then my relationship broke me that relationship utterly broke me I was lied to, controlled, manipulated, cheated on, and I couldn't tell the difference between being in love with somebody and having love for somebody. So out of the three years of our relationship, the last year, I was mentally single the entire time and I didn't know how to leave him. So in 2018, I was super, 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 super depressed and I turned to weed. I turned to weed so much. I wanted to smoke all day, every day. Like there was not a day I didn't want to smoke. And in those days, I wanted to be high every. Like I didn't want to feel sober, because sober sucked to me. My 
existence of reality was it was so hard to bear what I had allowed what was going on in my life and I didn't want to look at it and then I um because that was when I was working as a lifeguard and then X died when X died I don't know what happened to me but it furthered the depression I had already had just because that's somebody I listened to while I was depressed and his music there's such you can feel the spirit of the demonic in his music you if you don't know that boy was into demonic things you know now but I became a complete stalker and I wanted to know everything about X and that's actually what woke me up because it reminded me it reminded me about the evil in this world because see the thing about me is I was that child who did things that ch- children did but did things that adults did at the same time in the sense of research. I was in second grade researching things that people know now and I'm not trying to brag about it or boast. I'm just saying I already knew about the Illuminati and backmasking and Freemasons and the hand symbols and the Rockefeller and the Skull and Bones and all of that and around second grade and going up and I was telling people about that um you know I've been in churches um spirituality is such a sensitive topic for me and trusting people in the church is such a sensitive topic because I've, I've been there and I've seen the evil that can happen when people abuse it and they're not of God and a lot of people I know a lot of people can attest to that as well so it's very hard for me to walk into a building and just accept I have to look I have to look for signs I have to read people I have to see and I have to ask God and I have to pray on it because I'm not gonna trust it now that's healthy and unhealthy at the same time I have to that's that's something I have to work on but so the whole thing is just I know a lot of people children they can they can tell when they're being lied to but they can't comprehend it. They, they know something's wrong so when they walk into these churches and and they see something's wrong like you could feel it in your spirit because everybody knows god is real but not everybody wants to admit it because if you admit it then you have to you have to acknowledge that heaven and hell is real and if heaven and hell is real then you, you know you're damned to hell without jesus and a lot of people don't have jesus and we all need jesus we don't need the sex we don't need the drugs we need jesus period point blank that's that's that so 2018 after I got snatched back into I started walking with God again I started exposing everything that I knew and it appeared as though like I had just come across it to a lot of people and like whoa where, where is this Jessica coming from weren't you weren't you just bragging about fornicating weren't you discussing weren't you yeah but now I'm trying to do something else and that's that was my thing and I started believing and I didn't realize how lukewarm I was I didn't start off as lukewarm I started off on fire for God but I fell into the um I, I actually grabbed a religious spirit first of all I've never conformed to religion I don't believe in religion I've never really referred to myself as Christian I've always was brought up as I'm a believer of Jesus Christ um and God I believe the Bible I read the Bible I believe in it um I believe that's God's word but I've never you know that just wasn't how I was brought up I was literally brought up in relationship not religion right so I got caught up in the Hebrew Israelite movement and that's that itself made me not even want to say the name Jesus it wanted me to say Yeshua only Yahuwah only the most high only couldn't even say God couldn't even say Lord like and I was trying to go back to the law 
didn't even know that that nullifies the grace i did i didn't know because i wasn't reading i wasn't reading i was told that the whole new testament was a lie so i wasn't reading i was only reading the old testament and that's where i was and then i was told that um sex with another person is a marriage so as long as you're only having sex with that person you know you're married and you know okay so towards the end of my relationship the the last couple of months i um the last couple of months we um decided to be abstinent and um in december of 2018 i was raped in my sleep by my significant other and after i was able to get him out of my house i prayed for him and myself and that was not of my will that was obviously of god's because i wanted to kill him but i know i had to do this so i knew i had to do this so after that looking back at it subconsciously that act subconsciously started to make me doubt in god because i was asking the question of god why would you allow this to happen why would you let him rape me if you know excuse me if you knew we were i was trying to do what you want me to do and i couldn't process process it first of all god does not do evil he does not do that that's that's all satan now our our bed was already defiled and there was i was already allowing things i shouldn't have allowed so as sad and sick as it may sound i feel like god allowed for it to happen he allowed satan to let that happen so it could end because of my, first of all I, I didn't leave him as soon as it happened like i wanted to so bad but I was in denial of everything. And so when, um, what was it, 13 Reasons Why, when Jessica, when that whole thing happened with her too, I, I related to her character down to her name. Like, I I just felt just, and he didn't do this. Like, I was, even though I knew he did it and he was lying about it. And he and then he started to um, slowly admit to it because he was a pathological liar. I'm not speaking bad about him because I don't know the person or the man he is now. But the man he was in my relationship, it, it was it was horrible. And I'm not saying I was the best because when you're with a horrible person, you become a horrible person because you're allowing it. Okay? So, uh, February. February, I was finally able to... Um, finally able to end it and when I did that in the beginning of um towards the end of December I got onto the whole finsta thing there's so much the, the spirits that are like rampant on that is it's 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 crazy so in February mind you I didn't move on fast I I'm not defending myself I'm just I'm just saying I was mentally single for a year and like in the show 13 reasons why Jessica the the way she was going crazy with the sex is cuz she was reclaiming her body right or so she thought she was reclaiming her body I started doing that right I turned to fornication again and it it, it got it got to the point where I would say to myself you're willing to go to hell over sex and I was like, yeah, it's that good. It's that good. It's that good. I'm willing to go to hell about it. So I was like, yo, you're 
you're you're bucking. You're you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Don't do that. Don't do that. So I kept trying to in 2019. I kept trying to crawl back to God. I kept trying to quit um smoking, and I ended up quit smoking. But the person I was fornicating with, he was really depressed. He was smoking. He he did the jeweling, and you know it was a, it was a lot of demons attached to this boy that I took I took upon me, and I wasn't ready for them. And so we both ended that. And I fell back into fornication. I'm, <laughs> and that lasted for the longest time. Now this person, this person, I think the reason our sex was so addictive was because we were using it for the same reason. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm being very transparent because I know it's somebody out there who is going through what I went through. Now when I say. It was so addicting. It got to the point I knew it was wrong. I would tell my friends, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm never gonna do this again. And I, I, would, I would go right back to him. I would go right back to him. And it, it was to the point where my sex addiction got to the point where I would touch myself before I saw him. We would do what we do. He fall asleep, and while he's asleep, I'm gonna go watch porn, touch myself again, and then wake him up to go back at it. We went hours like unnatural amounts of hours like an unnormal amount of hours because and what i realized from it is why is because we were using it for the same reason we both wanted the intimacy we both wanted the love and affection and you don't get that from sex what you get from sex outside of marriage you get lust and you get a nut off that's that's it you get sin, you get demons. You could get a baby, and you get STDs, and it's very scary. And people know the risk, and they still do it, and they still do it. And I still did it. And what I got was a soul tie, and I got his demons, and I know he got mine. And the thing was, it lasted so long, and I kept crawling back to God. It 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 got to one point where. I had started walking back with God again after I had denounced those soul ties and I rebuked them that God was warning me, don't, don't. And I was still getting ready to see this boy and God was like, don't, don't, don't. Like he's in my air, like, don't do this. Don't you do this. Don't you do this. Don't you do this. And I still did it. And that's that day I felt like for two weeks I was convicted and it. I realized I had become a slave to my sin and it got to the point where God gave me over to I think the word is a reprobate mind he gave me over and Satan had his way with me majority of 2019 like a majority of 2019 it was disgusting and so in the summer I, I my morals changed because the person I was fornicating with I had feelings for and I saw him moving a certain way, so I started moving that way. And that's what I would do, and that's what I would post, and that's how I would speak, and that's what I do. And I was doing it because I wanted to be accepted by him. <laughs> and I didn't really like him. I had lust for him, and he was cute. So, you know, I thought that was everything else. So I wanted nothing to do with love, but I wanted everything to do with him, but only in sex. I couldn't see anything past the sex. So the thing is... The summer happens and I'm starting to hang around people I normally wouldn't hang around. I'm listening to music I normally wouldn't listen to. I was never listening to Young Thug. Young Thug is boo-boo butt cheeks. I'm so, I'm 
I'm not even sorry. His music isn't even good. On top of that, he worships the devil. I wasn't even listening to Trippy, and this and this boy likes Trippy, so now I'm listening to Trippy. So I'm literally taking on this man. And first of all, he had the Jezebel spirit. I didn't even think that a man could have the Jezebel spirit. He, they can. They most definitely can. And I took it. It got to the point where I could turn myself on. I could turn myself on, by the way. I looked at myself. And I would use my eyes in my videos to put, like, a trance on somebody else. And it started to work. Like, and then I got really into um, Zodiacs because a girl I was hanging with, we were um, really into Zodiacs. And we went into this witch store and everything. Not for the witch stuff. It just, it just happened to have witch stuff. Um, I was screenshotting... No, I was taking pictures of certain spells because I wanted to put a spell on somebody. Um, and what was it? I, the people I was hanging around, you know, they weren't good people. They didn't want to do good things, and I didn't want to do good things. I, I started, I stopped praying. I stopped reading. And I started to say things I would I would never say, and all I could talk about was sex. Like, literally, the friend I had, all we spoke about was sex and we were about to make a podcast speaking solely about sex and what was it the minorities that was that was the channel we watched all the time and when i tell you i ended up using sex toys and i i it when a woman goes to that it that's her she's hit rock bottom she's hit when anybody not a woman when a man or woman goes to sex toys you've hit rock bottom i'm telling you and i'm telling myself you've hit rock bottom and I, I'm thankfully I was able to cut mine up. I don't know when it was, but so that's I want to say okay. Then I start going to parties which I've never been to before. I start picking up drinking, and it was just not me. I, like like when I was drunk, I did things I wouldn't do. Uh, it's. <laughs> It allowed me to uh, kiss a girl, to dance on a girl, and I'm not into girls. And I was, I was speaking to girls who I knew liked me, and I was like, I was flirting with them, but I wouldn't do anything because I'm not into girls. But I was teasing them, and that's that's just as wrong as teasing a man, you know. So, yeah, it it, it got really, it got really, really bad. And my, I was turned out like towards um yeah October and November, I was completely turned out. But I was turned out from this one boy because all I wanted. Was him and sex. That's 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 all I wanted, and my vocabulary. I was trying to stop cussing around December of 2018, and I, I I've successfully been able to do it now. But I'm telling you, I couldn't stop cussing. Like every other word was a cuss word, and I look I I don't know I don't know how to say it, but I felt like I was living a lie. I would go on Instagram and I would go to say one thing, and here I am fornicating and just loving every second of it then it got to the point okay so hold up in October I go to this Halloween party and everybody was intoxicated everybody was smoking and I saw the people that were there and what they were now this may come off as judgmental but when people wear 666 and they they wear very blasphemous things it doesn't scare me. It makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm now in an area that is associated with them. I'm doing the same things that they do. And I hope you understand when you're set apart, you're not supposed to be in the world. You're not of the world. You're in the you're in the world, but you're not of it. 
we're not supposed to walk and talk and act and think like they do okay so you're supposed to show others by good conversations and how you act and what you do that you are a child of God not the child of the devil not a child of the devil so it was like another wake-up call and then I started hanging around people and and more and more of my friends were starting to become like atheists or agnostic and I was like um that's a little weird I don't really have much friends I don't I don't have any friends of God like real friends like not lukewarm but like real believers of God so I was like oh wow and then I went to my first college party and oh my goodness now everybody that's there I'm not the type of person I don't I'm, I'm not a party person I don't like dancing on a random person I'm, I'm a wall hugger I'm a couch sitter I admit it's that's me I I can't I can't, I haven't unlocked that I don't care to dance on somebody and that's, I'm not downing anybody I'm just personally speaking on myself like I, I can't dance on somebody I don't know um on top of it I don't want everybody seeing me dance like that because people don't dance for real they just they just dance on each other and it's, anyway so it got to the point where I started smoking again but only because the dude I was trying, anyway it got to the point where there was this one party at this um college I had went to and that was the wake-up call I needed to snatch me out of this life of sin I was living in this lie I was living in and after that a lot of things started to switch in my um my life because once I got back home I took a shower and I cried and then I started pleading to God and I started praying and I started reading my Bible again and after that directly after that things started moving in my life and now they didn't happen in the way I wanted them to happen um a lot hurt me a lot embarrassed me but it, it happened because it needed to happen and I needed to not be those people not be needed to not be in my life anymore and I'm so grateful because it has molded me to be a much better woman so then I start working at Amazon and things start really moving up in life and then I meet this lady I meet this lady, um, she's from Ghana, I think her, yeah, her name was, I'm not gonna say her name, but she, man, that's such a sweet soul, we started speaking about, um, witches in Africa and everything, and that was just like a wake, wake up call for the spiritual aspect of like, yo, you're, you're really on a spiritual warfare, so that's when I started watching sermons again, and I started going crazy with my prayers, now when I say crazy, I just mean going hard, going hard with my prayers, so, that's that's exactly when I started seeing my own prayers. I started seeing the um the labor, no, the fruits of my labor start to um, come through, and I was like, wow, this is it is utterly amazing to see your prayers come to life. It, it it's beautiful. My best friend, I think he was agnostic and. He's now not agnostic anymore. He's walking with God. You know, he had just started his journey not too long ago. He's still a babe in Christ. But I'm just saying, like, wow, right? You know? So that's happening. And uh, for a majority of 2019, my sleep schedule was boo-boo butt cheeks. Like, I could go days without sleeping. Um, I would only get like two or three hours of sleep and it, it just wasn't okay. Like I, I could do the most extraneous amounts of activities but I couldn't get it. And then my appetite, 
lost a really bad in um 2019 given the days you know there was food in the house but i'm talking about like i could eat like one thing and i would be fine now now my appetite is fully restored um one i'm able to look in the mirror and acknowledge my face and the beauty that God created. I don't want to um I don't want to change anything about my face. I I see past my acne. I see past like I love my hair. I love my face. I love my body. I don't want to do anything to my body. And I I was able to actually work certain things out to to fix the things I didn't like about my body. Um my confidence is more than just my outer. It's my inner. There's an inner peace now. I I've I fixed things about myself I hated. I, I'm doing things more for myself in the sense of internally. I'm working on myself to be the best wife I can be for my husband. If, if I'm ordained to have a husband, you know, I had a lot of baggage I had to get rid of. And it's, I'm still fresh out of all of this. Like, it hasn't even been a year since I've been single and... So I'm more than fine with waiting. I'm not rushing it and I don't I don't want to idolize marriage. I don't want to be on Twitter talking about how single I am and oh my goodness and all of this. No, 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 no. I'm I'm good. I'm like genuinely content. I don't want anybody. I'm focused on God right now. And I'm so content with certain things. I it's it's surreal. <sighs> I, I can hear I can hear God's voice clear. I, I feel his presence when I read and I have a question, it's answered. When I pray, my prayers are answered. There's an actual relationship with God now and I didn't have that before. I didn't realize the believing in vain part and I could I could literally cry right now. It's I know my worth and I won't ever, ever, ever forget it again. And it was crazy because the men who I never allowed to touch me had the most love for me. Had the most, like, like head over heels would do anything for me. But the men I allowed to touch me, it's not that they couldn't care. It's they wouldn't because I jumped the gun because I was trying to be that girl to show him what I could do that I didn't even let the let the bond form and that's so sad because I see it happen to a lot of people and it's I want nothing oh I didn't even mention it it's it got to the point where when when God gave me over and Satan had his way with me that actually ended up making me hate sin making me hate fornication because there's no love behind it and I'm so centered around love that when I realized it and it hit me hard in the face I want nothing to do with it because that's not my man and I'm not his woman like that's not my husband that's not mine if I have a baby by this man there's a chance he can walk out and now I'm a single mother what if he has an STD what if if he gives me this he's not gonna care What, what is he gonna do there's nothing he could do once you get an STD, you get an STD. That's that's that. Unless you know God heals you from it, because not all STDs are cured by um, medication. So it, it's just like wow, you know. That's that's how I was looking at it, and I, I can't stand the smell of weed. I, I can't stand alcohol, 
and if for, for for a while it was it was really hard because I didn't have discipline I didn't have discipline and I would give in and now the only thing I really have to um really work hard for is when I'm fasting and just, just being on my word that's it it's just making sure I read every day that's really it other than that everything is not it's not habitual it's something I quite enjoy to do and it's to look at where I am right now to where I was depression is not a thing now I'm not gonna lie because <laughs> I'm not one of those people that are gonna tell you once you once you pick up your cross and everything every day is gonna be not like like a 10 out of 10 day plus more no you're gonna have your you're gonna have your days but you just have to remember in those days still give glory to God still praise God because you are still here you are still here okay okay it's I don't know how to put it other than you have to you gotta you gotta praise him because you don't understand what he is doing for you what you can't see in the spiritual doesn't mean it's not happening you don't know what he's protecting you from we are not to you know we don't live by bread and water alone we don't we don't we're not really supposed to worry about what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna wear tomorrow? What am I gonna eat tomorrow? What am I gonna drink? To, like, like I'm thirsty. He's going to provide it. He's going to provide it. Birds fly in the air with without a care, and they're fed. God feeds them. We are more important than birds. You have to understand this. We are we are His children. We're going to get fed. Okay. There's going to be a way. So when. I'm telling you this. I'm trying to tell you. Make sure God is the center of your focus. Give praise to him. It's a very important factor in strengthening your relationship with the Lord. And that's when I came to understanding of that. That's when things started to shoot off. But I came across two videos. Two videos um, from my Lamotive. And I had saw what I had recorded and what I was allowing because the thing is anytime I um there wasn't a day I, I would not be able to sexually dance and then when I recorded or take photos of me my body and it just it just got to the point where I was just like why like why are you so obsessed with your body like why can you not stop doing this and I looked at those videos and I, I gasped. I literally gasped. Like, I, I can't believe I did that. I forgot all about it. Like, I don't think you I, I'm not going to go too much into it. But like, I ended up speaking to people and they were talking to me. And I already knew about Aleister Crowley. And they started quoting him. And I was like, oh. Oh, like Aleister Crowley. And you were like, yeah, you know about him. And I'm like, oh. I'm associating with people like this is who I'm so it's not when I when I say associating I'm not talking about like just talking I'm talking about like that's who I was surrounding myself with and to look at where I was and to understand that if I were to have died I'd be in hell is I I have no words like I'm in such a different place and it's so genuine this time and it's to feel God's presence to know God is here to to see it I see my prayers come to pass I can feel him I see in the spiritual I I, I can see demons I can see demons in people and at first yeah it scared me but now I know sometimes they just they pop up 
because they're trying to incite fear. They're trying to put fear in my heart, but they don't have room. They don't have authority here. Not in this room. We have the authority through Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to tell all of those who who deal with using substances or medias of any sort to make you feel better, that drink is not going to give you the courage you need. It's not going to heal the pain, that, that blunt. It's not going to heal the pain. Don't hit that person up. You stop texting them for a reason. They don't respect you. Don't hit them back up. They only want you for sex. Don't hurt that person back up. Don't defile your body. Sin wages death. And I had a... I'm not, I'm not gonna get to it. I'm just saying. Sin wages death. Understand that people turn to substances because we want a sense of peace. We want a sense of happiness. We we want something better than what we have because what we have is really, really bad. And we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit it. And we don't turn to God. We don't want to turn to God. That's that. That's actually very honest. We don't want to turn to God. So we turn to everything else Satan has to offer. And I actually wrote a poem called The Affair. And it was speaking about that. The funny thing is, I spent over three days, not, it took three days, but over three days, three times I touched my notepad. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, so what happened was um, my sister came in the room and I didn't see her. She knocked. I didn't hear her. And yeah, so <laughs> anyway, so what happened was it's over a period of three days. It was not three consecutive days, but three times I went into my notes and I was I was high each time. And I actually wrote a letter to God labeled the affair. And it's when I fully understood the whole marriage aspect in the Bible, being you know, the bridesmaids and the bridegrooms and, and the adultery but not in the sense of us with other people, but us with Satan and God. So I was like, wow. You know, I just had like a full understanding. But I wanted to wrap up this episode because, you know, this really needs to get out before it, it you know, becomes Monday. So I just wanted to say thank you all for tuning in. And I'm going to do the five, the five songs and the word of a day. But um, this is probably going to be like the only episode that probably goes this long when it has anything to do with me if it has if it ever gets this long again it'll probably just be a sermon but the word of the day is furtively and that means in a way that attempts to avoid notice or avoid notice or attention and secretively and I feel like a lot of people do that on um social media they want attention but they're not gonna say hey I want attention so they're gonna they're gonna redirect it somewhere else so songs Black Roses by Barrington Levy not Another Word by Protégé and Lila Ike, Mountains by Sean C. Johnson, Noelle by Pompey, Pompey, and Blessed and Highly Favored by, you know, the Clark Sisters. So I just wanted to conclude this as my third episode so I can go on and record the fourth one and do a double release. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for the third episode, and this has been Session 144.